Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Content Rookie. Today's guest, Dan, is going to tell us a little bit more about SEO, or as we would maybe call it, just search intent, because it's a little bit less about optimization when we're talking about search intent in the context of content design. I think it's a super relevant and interesting episode with a lot of inspiration to the content design UX writing process uh, and a little bit of a different angle on how you may think about content design when you're first getting started or first trying to figure out what are some of the things you want to look at before you jump into a new project. Really excited about this episode. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Dan. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Hey, thanks for inviting me on. Uh, so I'm Dan. I work at IKEA as a senior content designer based in Amsterdam. My background has been in marketing, copywriting, but also teaching, creative writing. So blend of a bunch of different things. And uh, I'm excited to chat with you today. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really excited about the topic today. I already told the listeners in the introduction, we're going to talk about SEO, which we've had an episode uh, about previously, but we're going to talk about it a little bit differently and a little bit more from other angles. But before we get into that, I, you know, I'm always curious about like people's backgrounds and working in content design. So you mentioned you also used to work in creative writing. So how does that compare to content design? Yeah, I mean, I taught creative writing a little while. Uh, that's what I studied. But I think a lot of what we do in content design is creative problem solving. Of course, there's a writing component. Actually, you know, in my current role, I do very little actual writing. But just that kind of creative problem solving. A lot of my studies, too, were in poetry. And I've also mm -hmm. taught poetry workshops. And poetry, in some ways, is the maximizing of information into the minimal amount of space, you know, on that, those few words on the page. And I think content design is all about that, giving those nuggets of information where the user needs it, understanding how, what's the shortest flow from point A to, to something like conversion. So it comes back uh, all the time in surprising ways. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. I also write poetry and I even published a poetry collection. Um, and sometimes, I mean, similar to you, I don't do a lot of writing anymore these days, but when I do, I do find myself reminiscing a lot about, you know, the basic constructs of poetry and how that can relate to some of the challenges we face with content design. Yeah, I actually had a professor once, a poetry professor when I was in school who talked a lot about SEO, uh, our topic today, and about Google and how it constructs wow. meaning and how it reflects the zeitgeist of civilization. So. There's always surprising callbacks to poetry for me. It's, it's, uh, constantly amazes me. Wow. That sounds super interesting. Does this guy have like anything on YouTube or anything I could listen into? I, th I think this yeah. is super relevant. Yeah. Christian Bach, he's, he's an incredible poet. Uh, he's, he's also done work with AI and, uh, with bioengineering as well. And, and from the angle of, of poetry, but, uh, Google as well. He, he speaks a lot about Google. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll definitely look that up. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us that little information bit. Um, but yeah, so let's dive right in and talk a little bit more about SEO. So why do you think SEO is so important to us as content designers? Um, so I worked with traditional SEO in past roles. Like I mentioned, I was in marketing. I always thought that it had way more potential than just increasing the Google ranking of a website. 
which is normally what it's used for. I always thought, wow, like, look at this data. This is so such important data for designers, for content strategists, you know, maybe even for sociologists or linguists or anthropologists. It's just an incredibly rich data set and incredibly simple tools to access it. You get to see what the whole world is searching for. So it shows you everyone's needs, their questions, desires, uh, dreams, and as a designer and as a content person, that's super exciting. So content design is sort of one application. Uh, ranking higher on Google is another application, but there are uh, endless applications of it. Um, when I when I think about SEO, I tend to think of like two main definitions. So that there's that first one, getting your website to rank higher. That's where you get into things like keywords or technical stuff, schema markup, all those hygiene factors. Um, and then as a designer, there's this other thing that I've been calling human-centered SEO. And that's what we started calling it on my team. Mm-hmm. Basically looking at the search data, you know, seeing what do people actually want? How can we empathize with our customers? What topics do they care about? Uh, what content do they want us to make for them and where? And, you know, these are questions that UX people always ask. Um, a lot of times we talk to the users themselves, we interview them, um, et cetera. But SEO is a quantitative data set. So you just, you actually get to see the SEO tools show you what people are Googling in any country in, in the world. And that's just such a incredible window into our customers. Wow, I think that was a really nice introduction to SEO and gives gives it a little bit of a different angle to the one that we're used to when a lot of us think about SEO or first hear about SEO. I feel like a lot of people connect it with something really boring. They think like, oh, okay, it's just like, you know, finding like keywords that I need to like splatter all over my content to please Google. But the reality is, while it may have kind of been like that 10, 15 years ago, it's really shifted a lot into other directions, which I think you're really like clearly confirming here as well. Yeah. And those keywords are still important and getting your Google rankings high, getting people to come to your website like that is super important for almost every business out there. But I think it's also just diving into these tools, diving into that data and seeing what else can it tell us? Uh, what other uses might it have? That's where it starts to get really interesting and where the whole the Google rankings themselves kind of fall away and it just becomes insight into people. Right. And then we talked a little bit briefly via email before this recording, but you mentioned something that you call designing for search intent, which is also something you're currently doing a lot on your team at IKEA. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what that means in your opinion and how that looks like in your day-to-day work. Yeah. So maybe just to briefly uh, define what we're talking about here. So search intent is basically the goal of the user when they Google something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can it can get a little complex. So if you imagine you're sitting at your computer, you Google repair bicycle. So maybe you want to learn, you know, how to fix your bicycle. You want a few steps. If maybe your brakes broke, maybe you're Googling it because you want to find a repair shop near you or you want to buy some tools. And Google's algorithm is constantly trying to figure out, okay, what did you exactly mean here? And what kind of content do you therefore need? And you can start to learn that from SEO tools. So they break it up in sort of this traditional way of like informational, you want to learn something commercially, you want to buy something. Uh, but it can be 
more complicated than that. It's about even just Googling things yourself sometimes and mm -hmm. seeing. We're looking at related queries, related questions, uh, and then as a content designer, designing inclusive content that's meeting the needs of everybody who wants to know about this uh, subject. Also, this understanding that, you know, for many businesses, most businesses even maybe, the user journeys that we're talking about are beginning on Google. So that's just a huge traffic share for a lot of companies. Um, so we want to see, you know, where did the user start? What were they Googling and what did they mean? And then all the content that follows from that point should reflect that. Because in UX, we're always asking this uh, basic question of, you know, what's the user's goal and what do they expect here? And I mm -hmm. think search intent essentially answers that question. Yeah, I find that really interesting because I guess we don't think about it as search intent in content design, but sometimes, for example, when I'm creating documentation or when I'm collaborating with the design systems team, and it's a lot about figuring out a way or designing that resource in a way that people really find exactly what they're expecting in the places they're expecting to find it. Um, it's a little bit similar, right? We don't we don't use SEO to figure that out, but we do try to gather a lot of data to kind of make that happen. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's really interesting how that kind of all connects and circles back to to the origins of search intent. Yeah, and SEO data is just one kind of data. I think all kinds of data are can be very useful when applied right, but I do think it should be there alongside things like UX research and content testing and user interviews, just to give you another lens, uh, sometimes a more quantitative lens with a bigger data set as to what is the information that people need. And, you know, in traditional SEO, that's used to make better websites that rank higher. But the same kind of information that you would need on that website, you'll also need on the app. You'll also need on a social media campaign about this, even if it has nothing to do with the search engine, with Google. It's, uh, it can be used in an omni-channel way. Yeah, I really like that. So I'm, I'm curious to just hear how you've managed to incorporate all of this at IKEA in your day-to-day -day work, because in my experience, some of the companies I've worked with, when I've brought up SEO as just even one of those data sources that we could look at to you know, do better content design, um, I've often felt like that wasn't really a data source that was taken as seriously or specifically within a design team. Um, a lot of people aren't even aware what SEO is or they really think this is something that just, you know, marketing does. So I'm curious to hear how that kind of works um, well in your current team setup. Yeah, SEO is something you constantly have to explain and evangelize. Mm. Uh, that's why it could be something that content designers could be great at because a lot of our job is explaining is what is content design? Why is this good? Why is this important? Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, that is the case speaking back to designers about SEO. Um, you know, I can't speak for all of IKEA, just my personal perspectives and, you know, the team that I'm on. But I, like I mentioned, talk a lot about um, sort of this human centered SEO, the idea of it just being an, a window into how our users feel sometimes trying to reflect back that sort of designy kind of language and not so much the marketing mm. and business language, which you do the opposite when you're, you know, speaking from design to marketing or business. Um, but I think it needs to be part of design workflows. So probably in research phases of things is where you'll find that 
it works best. There's a lot of experimenting um, that needs to be done here. Cause like you said, it's not always the most common thing. I think though, you'd be surprised at how many content designers, I know you have uh, seem to have a good amount of knowledge about SEO and you had Kat on who knows a lot. So people seem to understand the basics, but I think pushing people away from this mindset of SEO is about Google rankings and it's mm. some technical thing you do, or it's like a way to mess up your content with keywords. Right. It doesn't have to be that not just for, you know, for optimizing, it doesn't have to be that, but it doesn't have to be about optimizing at all. Maybe we're not even really talking about SEO, but just, you know, search broadly. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that perspective. I have to like full context though. The reason why I'm pretty well versed in SEO actually is because I used to work in content marketing before I went into content design. So for me, like it does come from the marketing background mostly. And then I do have to say though, and I think I pointed this out in the previous SEO episode with, with Kat as well. I do think my understanding of SEO has made me a much better content designer though. Um, so I definitely always encourage my students, for example, to, to at least get comfortable with it and understand the basics. Yeah, and I think that kind of background is really useful uh, just because you're exposed to all the things we might be able to know about our customers and all the things that we could do to engage them, which becomes incredibly helpful for content design, which is so uh, broad. But, you know, other things I've explored even beyond SEO, I was looking at like social media analytics. I right. see like a lot of times in marketing that's used to make better social media campaigns. Mm. but can it be used for other things too? Like, isn't it telling us something deep about people and what they're interested in and what engages them? And why is that not reflected in UX or, you know, in the way that we describe things as a business or even in business strategy? Well, you know, uh, I actually use social media a lot when I'm creating tone and voice guidelines. And that's also one of the main exercises in my um, courses that I run with students, that they have to look at social media to kind of use that as a data source for when they're developing tone and voice, for example, for a later microcopy. So I definitely agree with you there. I think that's really excellent. And I, and I yeah, I think making those bridges and building those connections and seeing the work broadly is... The, the most important thing. That's that's a great the, to teach that, especially to, to newcomers. Yeah, I think like it's a little, I always, I'm happy to be talking to you and for you to confirm this because I've always felt like it's a little bit of a hot take. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people in content design, they really uphold very traditional content design pillars, which often are not necessarily search and not necessarily social media. Um, but I do think that content design has this benefit over maybe just UX design or product design, where we can take all of these other communication sources into account and actually use it to make our work better. Yeah, and what we're doing is we're figuring out what content people need. And in the end, you know, what is the digital experience from the user's perspective? It's just all content. So anything, you know, we can know from all different areas. I've, you know, lately been exploring also AI and engineering and coding. I think there's a lot of stuff that we can bring to bear here uh, that is just incredibly useful for, for content design. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right, but to dive a little bit more into 
into the whole search and 10 topic, but also to incorporate another really big trending topic right now, which is AI. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, you know, what do you think the future of search intent or, or SEO as a whole is with like the way that we're actually searching and using search engines kind of changing with both AI, but maybe also things like, you know, like chat or converse, conversational products. Um, yeah. What's your take on that? Yes. Search uh, is changing, it seems, um, you know, on Google, they have Google Bard, which is their AI chatbot, you know, Bing chat has become a thing. So what this means sort of through an SEO lens is that when people Google something, instead of getting that list of blue links and then clicking on and then doing some research, you might have this AI that just tells you the answer right there. And, you know, maybe it's cited, maybe you go to some of those links, but some of those clicks are probably going to fall off over time, but that's just really speaks to um, you know a focus on the technical aspects of SEO, which is based on how search engine algorithms operate today. That might change, but uh, search is not going to go away. I think search is important. Maybe through AI and, and chat, search is going to become more important. It's uh, something that's always been important, even before the internet. Finding knowledge. And then other people who have knowledge, building systems to help people find it. So I think we need to think about search broadly mm -hmm. and what that big S at the beginning of SEO actually means. And then in the sort of technical focus, it might be about optimizing for some of these interfaces and also for uh, how these language models are actually working on the search engine. So thinking about things like, uh, structuring your content properly for a language model to assess it and summarize it in a way that benefits your business. Also content as data, if um, that's going to be the way that it's interpreted. Also maybe content as conversation. Um, I think that's a really interesting angle that we should explore, but I think uh, search is sticking around. It, it might just uh, change in some, some interesting ways. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting. And I'm curious to see how it's going to develop. Because as I mentioned, when I first started working with search and SEO as a marketer, many, many moons ago, it was very different and also approached very differently to how we would approach it today. So I, I'm definitely curious to see how it's going to develop now with all the, you know, all the steps forward in AI. Um, you also mentioned another really interesting thing in our emailing, and that was you could use SEO as kind of a linguistic tool. So I'm curious to hear um, what that is. Uh, yeah, this might be the part that's uh, most interesting to the, the writer segment of the audience and, and UX writers, because I think, you know, SEO shows us what everyone's Googling, but it's showing us specifically the exact words they're using. That's what you see in this data. And... Uh, that can be reflected in the language that we use to speak back to them. So it could be applied to terminology, like what the business decides to call things. Of course, we can interview users and we should to find out what their uh, language is like, hmm. but we can also see what they quantitatively write down in large numbers into a search engine. So, you know, for example, in English speaking countries, um, are they calling it a couch? Or are they calling it a sofa? And, you know, what's the breakdown? Maybe they call it both, but they mean a different thing. We can find this stuff out, actually, through SEO tools. One thing, though, I've noticed is this uh, kind of thinking uh, has its limits. 
So like you'll see a lot of searches that are something along the lines of like, you know, laptop 13 inch black. But if you're, you know, making a website for your company, it should probably say black 13 inch laptops. Um, you know, that's how people actually speak. So how they search is not always how they speak. That's an important understanding. And also the intent is important. There was a, a funny um, case where, you know, our company's talking about a green room. So that's like a room that is decorated with lots of pretty green products. Mm. That's a green room. But then you find out like when people Google green room, what they mean is that place, the green room where an actor waits before yeah. they go on Saturday Night Live or something. And uh, so then, you know, maybe we should still call it a green room, but it's worth understanding that that's not what people generally mean when they say green room. Right. I think that's a really great example. Yeah. And I can think of a couple of others there as well. I think this is a, this was really, really valuable. So many really important pieces of information in such a short amount of time. Um, is there anything else that you feel the listeners should know when it comes to SEO that you haven't said yet? Um, I think it goes back to, to, you know, just what we've been talking about that, uh, being open-minded about something like SEO or social media data, like you, uh, teach your students seeing, I think the connections between things is kind of the role of a content designer. Um, and as we move into the future, seeing the, the connections to engineering and AI and poetry and everything else, I think that's, that would be the, the main takeaway I, I would want people to have here. Perfect. Yeah, I think this was super valuable. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really excited to edit this and get this out. Thanks so much for inviting me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.